Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a book that you need to read. Really need to read. We all need to read this. It's Daryl Bricker's brand new book, Next, which is already generating a tremendous amount of interest nationally and internationally. And the book deals with looking ahead to what, in fact, is next for this country. And partly, uh, Daryl writes, or in the uh, introduction, um, the news release, why is Harley-Davidson making smaller motorcycles and changing the way they sell their bikes? Should restaurateurs be focusing on vibrant, frenetic restaurants offering the latest food fashion or on open, quieter restaurants that focus on tasty standard fare? What's the fastest-growing sector in the housing market? Where should companies plan on setting up? Why do we face a population crisis? Which provinces will become the haves and the have-nots? Where will Canadians be emigrating from? And where will they live? Should we be building more hockey arenas or basketball courts or even cricket pitches? Daryl Bricker, CEO, president of the Ipsos Public Affairs Firm, is with us. And, Daryl, always enjoy speaking with you. But this is really, really important. And congratulations on a terrific book. Well, thanks a lot, Ray. Very kind. So talk to us about what you're, in fact, doing. What are you telling Canadians? I just ran through these questions, and I'm saying to myself, as I'm reading the questions, yep, 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 I need to find out about that. What are you telling us? Well, really what got me going on the book was this, uh, this idea, you know, it comes from a, a quote from, uh, from Mark Twain. It's not the things that you uh, don't know that get you into trouble. It's the things that you know for sure that aren't true that get you into trouble. Yes. And one of the things that I find about Canada is, uh, and our future is everybody's really stuck in our past. Uh, they really have an understanding of the country that's not real applicable anymore, and that we're changing in some really fundamental ways that it's important that people understand. And this is part two of your book. It's chapter six, The Great uh, White Myth, or Why We're Handcuffed to Our Past and Missing Our Future. Um, if you can expand on that a little bit, and then I'll go to the next chapter, which is fascinating to me, How the East Was Lost, Why Western Canada Is Our Future. Yeah, so uh, where the great white myth comes from is what I, what I learned, I'm a boomer, um, learned in, in high school was all about uh, Canada's garrison mentality, you know, came from North from Fry, that we're the great white North. But if you actually look at the number of people who live in the great white North, there's not that many. Almost all Canadians live within about 100 kilometers of the U.S. border, and 40% of us just live in four cities. So we're not people who live out in the wilderness. We're not people who encounter the wilderness. When was the last time anybody has seen the Northern Lights, for example? Uh, we're, we're people who are really, as Newfoundlanders would describe them, uh, we're townies. And the place that's growing the fastest in the country is actually not the cities, it's the suburbs of the cities. So really understanding what's happening in the suburbs is what the future is going to be about. You write a lot about the immigration and uh, its significance to this country, and there's another chapter that I find really, I mean, they're all interesting to me. They're all fascinating. Everything is political. Why diversity is not our strength. Yeah, I'm, it's one of those things that you, people of 
talk about a lot. It's even on the flag of the city of Toronto, diversity of our strength. No, actually, diversity is our challenge. If you look at more diverse societies, they tend to be more challenged societies because there's more to fight about. What's really interesting about Canada is that we've found a way to be able to harness this diversity and find a way to accommodate each other. So things that are happening in Canada, for example, like the, the huge expansion of our um, visible minority community or the multi-religious communities, al- almost intolerable in other parts of the world. And, and we see a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of civic strife that's driven by this. But in Canada, we've figured it out. And it's not because really we're, we should be celebrating diversity or it's about the diversity. It's the tolerance that we build as, a, as cultural values that permits this to happen in a peaceful way. I mean, I could talk to you about the book for an hour, and I was looking at the schedule earlier today, and I thought, why didn't I book an hour with Daryl for <laughs> this? Because it's no, well, definitely, we're going to talk more because it's fascinating for our for our for our listeners, and everybody should buy uh, next, get it online uh, if you're not going to the bookstore. Clearly, Daryl, uh, but if I may, just step sideways for a moment and ask you to give me about forty five seconds on some of the polling that you've done, sure. particularly on uh, in, the, in the last week or so. Well, we've looked at a couple of things. That's the increase in people wearing masks. A lot of people are wearing masks. It was seen as kind of a, a quaint affectation and kind of useless previously. Now we're actually being directed to wear them. But it seems like the public was way ahead of our public authorities on this one. Uh, the second thing we've looked at is people's uh, view that there's going to be a quick economic recovery. When we first started doing polling on COVID, uh, people really did believe that. Uh, they've moved way off of that now, and only about 30% of us now think that we're going to be back up and normal by June. Wow, interesting. And, and your second chapter in the book, in part one, Who We Really Are, Why Business is Blind to the Obvious, Can't Afford to Be Blind to the Obvious Now. Exactly. And and that is an interesting chapter. It's about the, the, the obsession with youth and missing out on the fact, and we're seeing this in COVID, that Canada is actually quite an old country. The median age is about 41. The fastest growing element of our society right now are people over the age of 80. So you're wondering why we have, we're having this huge difficulty right now with COVID. It's because we have actually a really big population that's quite old. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.